from LPM. Louisville Public Media. Welcome to The First Cut, an interview series featuring conversations with some of the most talented singer-songwriters recording today. I'm Laura Shine from WFBK in Louisville, Kentucky, and we've asked our guests about some first in their lives. Same set of questions, totally different answers. This week's guest on The First Cut is the frontman for the Philadelphia band Low Cut Connie, Adam Weiner. All through the pandemic of 2020 and 21, Adam kept folks entertained with his online show, Tough Cookies. Adam has one of the most diverse musical palettes of anyone we've spoken to yet. We have Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie with us here for The First Cut. Good to see you, Adam. How you doing? What's up, Laura? How you doing? Good to see you. Same here. I catch you every once in a while on Facebook for your shows. The uh, cookies, yeah. Yeah. How's that going? I mean, I never expected to be performing in my underwear in my house two times a week. <laughs> right. Um, we're about to do our 73rd episode. Oh I have covered over 700 songs. Um, it's keeping me busy. And we got people in uh, 40 countries that watch the show including Louisville. That is amazing. Congratulations. I mean, yeah. I know you've, you've provided a lot of comfort and entertainment for a lot of people um, during this whole pandemic thing. It's been amazing. I've done my best, but, you know, I, I need it as much as anybody. I, 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 you know, performing is like my air. I need, I need it. So um, I can't travel. I can't come to Louisville and, and perform with you at the waterfront or at the yum <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, we can do it virtual and that's how we're going to make it through that's to right. the other side when we can do it. We can do it in person. Absolutely. Oh, so um, Adam, we have some questions to ask you for the first cut. These are all based around the first mostly. Um, their first question is, what is the first record you fell in love with? Oh, my God. Well, it's a very difficult question, but um, I would say Chuck Berry, Johnny Be Good, um, mm. because of Back to the Future. Mm. I was um, four years old. And uh, my mother took me to see Back to the Future. And... Um, just that whole situation where he's doing Chuck. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens, there stood a log cabin made of earth and wood, where lived a country boy named Johnny B. Good, who never ever learned to read or write so well, but he could play a guitar just like a ring and a bell. Go, 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 Johnny, go, go, go. I just flipped for rock and roll. And the stories in the, in the, in the Chuck Berry songs, um, it's like this little mini movie. And uh, that went on. That was like a gateway drug to Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis and Little Richard, who's my favorite, and Fats Domino and Screaming Jay Hawkins and La 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 La. And Etta James, one of my favorite singers of all time. But Johnny Be Good. Still love that song. Um, when did you start playing piano? Did you start playing piano shortly thereafter or before? Or? And P.S. I'm sitting right here. I don't know if you can see. Can you hear this? Yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah. 
I started playing piano, plinking, plunking around on the piano when I was at age of four. And my older brother was a um, pretty accomplished classical piano player. He's five years older than me. And when he would get up from his piano lesson, I would sneak in there, age four, five, six, and imitate what he would play, but do it by ear. And then I'd, you know, I'd hear a Madonna song on the radio and I'd sit down and try to figure it out. I was not good. I took lessons uh, from a fabulous teacher. She did as good as you could do, but I just never could read music very well. I don't, I just didn't have that skill, but I could hear it and I could figure it out. I'd hear Lionel Richie and try to figure it out on the piano and that's how I started. Yeah. Um, what was the first song you learned on the instrument? That I learned? Well, um, I don't know the first song I learned, but I can tell you the first song that I wrote. Okay. When I was, uh, I can't even remember how young, but um, I wrote a song, uh, Lover. Discover me. I'll, there'll never ever be another. Right. And uh, it was super dark and very dramatic. I yeah. think I was seven or eight. Wow. That's pretty romantic. I mean, that's pretty romantic. Ed. I was all about love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I felt um, like. Even at seven, eight, nine, ten, I felt like, God, I've been I've been looking for love my whole life and not found it. <laughs> um, what was the uh, first song you wrote that you were proud enough to record? I used to have this uh, Tascam four-track cassette recorder, and um, when my parents would leave the house, I used to record songs and i wrote this piano i it's so funny that i use this word concerto <laughs> <laughs> why not and it was like <laughs> it was like very dark and dramatic yes and i recorded that and um did it have a name um, I don't remember the name, but I feel like I remember the word concerto being, you know, attached to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly, when I hear it now, I think about it, it really just sounded like a, like a, a John Lennon Beatles song, you know, like a, a, one of his more beautiful kind of ballads, like Julia or something. Um, just a slow dark folky piece of music right what was the what was the first heartache song you connected with heartache song mm. um geez i mean um there's a song that uh i used to cover in some of my very earliest groups 
that's the Waylon. You know that Waylon and Willie song, uh, record, duet record. Um, there's a song called Wurlitzer Surprise that's the last song on that record. And the chorus is, I don't want to get over you. I don't want to get over you. Help me remember you. Cause I don't want to get over you. They ought to give me the word of surprise. For all the silver I let slide down the slot. That's 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 one of them. Beautiful. Who was the first artist you were obsessed with or greatly admired? Well, I'm gonna skip the Chipmunks because that was like really my first. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I love the Chipmunks. I now the Chipmunks were my first concert, by the way. <laughs> now, how, how did that? How could that be? They came to Philly. Were they dressed as chipmunks? I mean, like they're in the full costume and they yeah. played at the Spectrum in Philly. Wow. Uh, I think I was three or four, but no, it's it's an easy answer. My favorite artist when I was young was Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis and the News. And I still love Huey Lewis, but seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, Huey Lewis. And my parents took me to see Huey Lewis in the round at a theater here in, in Pennsylvania where the stage is spinning. I love Huey. He 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 had that little touch of Otis Redding in his voice, and the music was '80s poppy. But there's there's like a appreciation of soul music, and later I would go on to just dive into a you know legitimate soul music: James Brown, Aretha Franklin, Etta James, Tina Turner. But uh, I was obsessed. I had every Huey Lewis and the News tape in the '80s. <laughs> have you ever met him no i'd love to and i'd love to get him on tough cookies on my show i'd love to interview him yeah well i hope i hope that happens um i think that'd be really great uh what was the name of the uh, first band you played with the gherkins that After was my band in, <laughs> that was my band <laughs> when i was 14 15 16 like like we used to do the battle of the bands in high school and um, I started out as the piano player in the group. And then when the singer graduated from high school after a year or two, I sort of begrudgingly became the singer. And what a terrible name for a band, the Gherkins. Um, Makes me think of Pickles. Yeah, I'm, and I love Pickles, but <laughs> it was a really bad name for a band. Um, but then this situation happened where I played the Battle of the Bands in high school. And 
Laura, I was very shy, um, very, very shy. And I had been, you know, all through junior high school, I was bullied and just really didn't have a lot of friends. And then I just was very introverted and shy. But when I'd get on stage, it would pop. And so we did the Battle of the Bands. And um, I got on stage and I remember saying to the audience, if you scream loud enough, I'll take off my shirt. <laughs> and did they? They did. And I did. And it was, and everybody was like, where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So that was the beginning really for your showmanship and yeah. <laughs> What uh, what record are you listening to now that you're really loving? So I, there's so many, and like I have to learn, and I try to learn and sing ten to fifteen new songs a week. Wow! Because of the Tough Cookies performances, and um, so my listening has changed. I'm just doing so much more exploration because I blew through the things I knew well in the first couple of weeks. And <laughs> now it's like really trying to push myself to the limit. Um, in terms of older music, this past week or two, I've been listening to um, Marianne Faithful, her broken English record. which I never really dug into until recently. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, there's a young band out of Brooklyn. Um, this woman from Columbia, not the university, the country, uh, her group is called Combo Chimbita. Spanish language psych could they call it tropical futurismo and it's it's I, I listen to a lot of Latin music do you speak Spanish no not well <laughs> but um, I listen to a lot of Spanish language music um, and uh, I've got my favorite Celia I don't know if you can see Celia Cruz I lived in Spanish Harlem in New York for five years and got such an appreciation for Boogaloo and Salsa and just all kinds of Latin music. What is it about Latin music you like so much? It just puts me in the best mood. Mm. It just puts me in the best mood. It's just like, it's, um, to me, it's like resilient, 
and joyful. It's like the sound of people that, you know, there's so much adversity in, in life and so many challenges and so much tragedy. And somebody like Celia Cruz is finding a way to find joy in the party despite the challenges. Yes. That's a lot of the music I listen to, whether it's soul music, rock and roll, uh, all the old blues records that I love, punk music, whatever it is. It's just music that's got that, that sort of uh, willful desire to find joy in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you, talk, you talk about learning 10 to 15 songs a week. What's the most recent song you learned? It's Rainy Man. Ah, the Weather Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're your weather girls. Um, <laughs> was this a request? Was this by request, or or did you? What made you want to um, learn that one? Well, we do this segment on the show called "A Bridge Too Far," where oh. I do a song, and the people are commenting and they're voting on whether I've gone too far. Is has he gone too far? Is it a bridge too far? And they <laughs> vote. Uh, so I kind of like indulging all these songs that I really like that people seem to make fun of. Mm. Um, so we end up doing a lot of sort of like a lot of disco nineties techno. And some of these are like, there's a, there's a great song buried under there underneath the, the style that people think is cheesy. So we've done, uh, let's see. We've done The Village People. We've done Boys to Men. I've done Black Box, Snap, Martha Wash, CNC Music Factory, and um, Donna Summer. And so we do these sort of Bridge Too Far songs. Uh, I did did a Barry Manilow Bridge Too Far recently, and people went nuts over that. And they're all- Which song? Well, I did did Mandy, (laughs) but I I did a mashup with Danzig's song Mother <laughs> and Mandy by Barry Manilow. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so I, I played both songs back to back and then I blended them. So first it's like, oh Mandy, well you came and you gave without taking But I sent you away, oh Mandy, will you kiss me and stop me from shaking? And then it's mother. Do you wanna see me right tonight? Can you have a proper wedding world? Oh, mother. Father, gonna check your daughter out tonight. And then it was Mandy. <laughs> you came and you gave without taking, you know. <laughs> and people vote on if I've gone too far. We did, um, we did a Black Sabbath Village People mashup, oh. 
where we did Macho Man in the style of Black Sabbath. And that that was that was fun. That's fantastic. Um, what would be a heartache song you would go to now? Heartache? Um, let's see. Uh, Ray Charles has has a song called You Don't Know Me, which is um, it's a cover. It's from the the modern sounds in country and western. Yes. And the song is by what's her name? Cindy. Cindy Wilson, I believe. Cindy something. I wrote this beautiful song. Yes. I see you walk away and then you say goodbye. I see you turn away with the lucky guy. And uh, I'm fascinated. You know, I'm a, I'm a, listen, I'm a piano, piano, piano player. So Ray Charles is like the greatest, but I'm fascinated by that period in his career where he did the country, country records. Mm-hmm. Um, where he really was pushing the envelope, and he he had gone as far as you can in rhythm and blues, but he was hitting this wall with white AM radio programmers, and um, he did this incredible thing where he did these country songs because he grew up singing country songs. And uh, I think he really reminded people that the genre words, soul, rhythm and blues, country, rock and roll, jazz, they don't really mean anything at the end of the day. Great music is great music. And uh, you couldn't really put your finger on what his music was. It was just great. Mm-hmm. That's one of my all-time favorite songs, You Don't Know Me. Wow. You give your hand to me And then you say hello And I can hardly speak My heart is beating so And anyone can tell You think you know me well But you don't know me I love it so much. And I love that album, that whole album. That's one of those um, Desert Island albums for me. Yes, and I and I was just I just got the sequel on vinyl, which mm-hmm. I love just as much. Mm-hmm. He does busted. My bills are all due, and the baby needs shoes, and I'm busted. Cotton is down to a quarter of a pound, but I'm busted. What else is on that record? Well, it's just it does Hank Williams and um, Ray Charles is one of those sing the phone book artists. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So what would be a song that you would go to now that really lifts you up and gives you hope? Uh, Jimmy Cliff, Harder They Come. I'm gonna get my shoe now. I love Jimmy Cliff and um, and uh, his voice. I saw Jimmy Cliff perform uh, about six or seven years ago 
when Low Cut Connie was first starting to like really tour, do festivals and whatever. And we, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna name the festival where I was, but it was a very hip festival with all young bands and pop singers. And some of it I liked, some of it I didn't, the, the music. And then Jimmy Cliff came out in this crazy purple, colorful suit. Out there sweating, sweating, drenched with his amazing band and these amazing singers and dancers. And he was just giving it all. And uh, I love his music. It's is it reggae? Is it soul? Is it rock and roll? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but the harder they come, uh, which Willie Nelson has covered and so many people have done, it just never fails to put a little bit more fuel in my tank. A little bit. Have you ever listened to the soundtrack in, the, in that from a movie? Yeah. yeah. Film, I have it. I have that record and it's that's a desert island album for me. Mm. Toots and the Maytals and all the Rivers of Black Babylon, all that music is amazing. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you so much for doing the first cut. It was great to talk with you. My pleasure. And Laura, you have the distinction of being the DJ uh, who introduced us at WFPK. We did the lunch with you. The live lunch. That's right. Live lunch. And that was... Um, 2015, I believe. Wow. Six years ago. Yeah. And nobody really played us on the radio at that time. And a lot has happened. But anyway, I want to thank you. That was such a great thing. And I love WFPK. I love all my pals in Louisville. I can't wait till we can all healthy, all together, hang out at the Yum. <laughs> Do you know what the Yum is by any chance? You know what I'm talking, you know what, you know what it is, right? It's like, what is it, basketball? Yeah, it's a huge stadium. Gigantic. Well, so, we'll get there. We're working on it. <laughs> well, I can't wait till we meet at the, um, uh, Adam, again, thank you so much. Stay well. And we hope to, we'll see you again on Tough Cookies on Facebook, which is what, every Saturday or? Every Saturday at six o'clock Eastern. All right, very good. To everybody on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Low Cut Con. All right, awesome. Thank you. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for listening to The First Cut from WFPK and Louisville Public Media, available wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Stacey Owen, edited by Tyler Franklin and Eric Matthews, and hosted by me, Laura Shine. You can also see our First Cut videos by visiting wfpk.org forward slash The First Cut. <laughs>